0: This is Pastor Ryan Clark from St. John's Lutheran Church in Buffalo, Minnesota. You are listening to the audio of the current sermon series, Thy Kingdom Come. Thanks for joining us. When you look at this picture, what do you see? That's the question our college philosophy professor asked us one class with this exact picture. When you look at it, what do you see? And I remember thinking, well, isn't it obvious, Professor? Obviously, that is a picture of a duck. I mean, you can see its bill. You can see the shape of its head. But apparently, the answer wasn't as obvious as I thought it was, because when he called on a gal to answer the question, she said, well, Professor, isn't it obvious? Obviously, that is a picture of a rabbit. And what I described as the duck's bill, she described as the rabbit's ear. So who was right? Is it a duck or is it a rabbit? Well, it totally depends on how you look at the picture, right? Two people can look at the same exact picture and see two totally different things. Same thing is true with this picture. When you look at this picture, what do you see? I always see a rather elderly lady but perhaps you see a rather young woman. Well, who's right? It depends on how you look at the picture. Perhaps where I see the old lady's nose, you see the young woman's chin. Same thing is true with this picture. When you look at it, what do you see? I always see a woman's face, but perhaps you see the silhouette of a rather big nosed fella playing the saxophone. Who's right? Depends on how you look at the picture. I say it again. Two people can look at the same exact picture and see two totally different things. And we could play this game all day. There's a lot of pictures out there like that. Do you see a mustache man? Or perhaps a ponytailed woman? Do you see two cows eating grass? Or perhaps just one cow eating grass? It depends on how you look at the picture. I'll say it again. Two people can look at the same exact picture and see two totally different things. Believe it or not, the parable in our gospel lesson today is an awful lot like one of those pictures. In fact, depending on whose angle we look at in our parable today, we see a totally different picture of who God is and how we enter his kingdom. But who is looking at that picture from the correct angle? That's the question I'm going to at least attempt to answer as we continue our sermon today. Which character in our parable today is looking at God and his kingdom from the correct angle? It's a question I'm going to answer as we continue our sermon series, Thy Kingdom Come. In this series, we're learning to live under Christ Jesus as our king. Let's dig into that parable right now and see what we find out. It begins with these words in Matthew 20 where Jesus says, For the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out early in the morning to hire workers for his vineyard. And we already know what happens next. We heard this whole story. Hopefully you were listening when Pastor Clark read the gospel today. We know that this vineyard owner, he goes to the marketplace and he hires all different kinds of people to work at all different times of day. Some he hires at the crack of dawn some at 9, some at noon, some at 3 p.m., some at 5 p.m., who only end up working just one hour. And then he does the craziest thing, right? He pays them all the same exact wage, a full denarius, a fair wage for a full day's work. Now, depending on which character you are in this story and what time you got hired, you might have a totally different perspective on the vineyard owner's generosity and on your fellow workers. Who is looking at things from the correct angle? I think the best way for us to figure that out today is to get in these guys' shoes and follow them around on their workday and see what they experience. I think as we get in their shoes, we're going to learn an awful lot about God and his kingdom, and we should find out the answer to our question of the day. For time's sake, we're just going to follow around two of them, the most extreme examples, The guy who was hired first and the guy who was hired last. Let's see what we find out as we imagine their day together. We're going to start with that guy who was hired first. Now we know his day would have started off early, right? His alarm clock, it would have gone off at the crack of dawn. And he would have put on a little coffee. He was tired. He's been working a lot lately. He might have gotten the newspaper out, made a little breakfast, gone through a nice morning routine. And when all that was done, he would have gone in and he'd have kissed his wife and his two kids goodbye. He'd have strapped on his tool belt and he'd have strapped on a smile as well. He was in a good mood. After all, he'd been working a lot lately and he knew, he just knew he was going to get hired on that day. The vineyard owner always seemed to hire him. And like clockwork, a couple minutes after he arrives at the marketplace, so does the vineyard owner. And he points right at him and he says, you, you're coming with me. You good with the usual rate? And of course, he was good with the usual rate, a full denarius. That's good money, especially in this economy, right? And that would be more than enough to take care of his young, growing family, a wife, two kids, and oh, by the way, there's another on the way, and he was happy to have this kind of money to take care of them, even though he knew it was going to be a tough job on a hot day. He checked the forecast that morning. It's going to be an absolute scorcher, maybe 100 degrees. But he's happy to do whatever the vineyard owner wants him to do, whether it be planting, pruning, tilling, harvesting. And he does a couple of those things on that very day. He's working hard. He's sweating. He's aching. A pretty typical day for this guy. Save for one thing. Throughout the day, he can't help but notice that different workers keep on showing up to start their job at different times. A crew came in at 9, some at noon, some at 3, and one poor soul even came at 5 p.m. I mean, he thinks to himself, what is even the point? What is this guy even going to get out of this day? Well, some money's better than none, I suppose, but he had to have a little bit of a laugh at this guy, and it was not too long after he showed up that the whistle blew signifying the end of the day. And our guy here, he hears the owner of the vineyard say to his foreman, call the workers and pay them their wages, beginning with the last ones hired and going on to the first. And he gets right at the back of that line. And as he watches, he sees Mr. 5PM stretch out his hand and receive a whole denarius. And he can't believe it. At first, he's flabbergasted. But then he begins to think to himself, hey, wait a second. Maybe this is going to look a little better for me. Maybe this is going to work out a little better for me. After all, I work 10, 12 times as long as that guy. I'm probably going to get paid 10, 12 times as much. And he starts to imagine what he's going to do with this glorious payday. He thinks, to himself, maybe the missus and I will finally be able to afford to get away to that bed and breakfast in Bethlehem that we've been wanting to get away to for some time now. Even though he thinks to himself, I probably better make our reservation right now. I hear that inn gets booked up pretty far in advance. And as he's thinking this all to himself, he arrives at the front of his line. And he stretches out his hand waiting for that glorious payday. And when he closes his hand around that coin and then opens it again, all he sees? A single denarius. And he can't believe it. He can't contain himself. He starts yelling at the foreman. He starts yelling at the vineyard owner. And whoever will listen to him, he says, are you kidding me? And he points right at that guy, Mr. 5PM. And he says, I worked way harder than that guy. And you're going to pay me the same exact thing? No fair. No fair. He's got a good point, doesn't he? Does seem a little unfair. I mean, he did work 10, 12 times as long. As that guy. That has to be no fair, right? Well, depends on whose angle you look at this story from, right? It depends on how you view this picture. Because perhaps if you looked at it from Mr. 5PM's angle, you'd see something totally different. So let's follow him around for just a few minutes here. Let's see how I might imagine his day would go. His day would have started off an awful lot like our other guys, right? His alarm clock, it would have gone off at the crack of dawn. He would have gotten up early. But he didn't make any coffee. He didn't have a newspaper. He couldn't afford luxuries like that, especially considering the economy and the way it was. In fact, he skips right over breakfast. He has to scrimp together everything that he can to take care of his young, growing family. This guy's got a wife. He's got two kids, and oh, by the way, there's another on the way. And as he starts to get ready for his day, the last thing he does is he goes and he kisses his wife and two kids goodbye and he straps his tool belt on, but this guy does not strap on a smile. No, he just hasn't been getting hired lately. And as he arrives at the marketplace, whatever optimism he might have had disappears as the sun appears because once again, no one hired him. No one wanted him to work. And despite the fact that he wasn't hired. He sits around at that marketplace all day. I mean, wouldn't you? He doesn't want to go home. He couldn't possibly face that look on his wife's face. He didn't want to see that disappointment as he let down her and the children once again. And so he sits at that marketplace all day. He is sitting there experiencing anxiety, depression. He's overwhelmed at the thought that he is once again not going to be able to take care. Of his family. And as the day becomes close to coming to its end, he stands up finally. He straps on his tool belt, straps on a little courage. He's going to head home and face the music. But as he's about to leave the marketplace, that vineyard owner, the one he'd seen throughout the day hire other people other than him, arrives at the marketplace. And he says this to him He says, Why have you been standing here all day long doing nothing? Great, he thinks, that's exactly what I need. I need someone judging me for my circumstances right now. And he says back to him, no one would hire me. That's why I've been standing here all day. No one wants me. And then the vineyard owner says the strangest thing, considering that it's already 5 p.m. He says, you also go and work in my vineyard. Well, Mr. 5 p.m. thinks to himself, he says, you know, some money. Is better than no money. I I guess I should probably go and do this, even though this really isn't going to amount to much. And so he heads to that vineyard and he puts in a little work, but he doesn't even break a sweat before that whistle blows, signifying the end of the day. And Mr. 5 p.m., he hears the owner of the vineyard say to his foreman, call the workers and pay them their wages, beginning with the last ones hired and going on to the first. And you know where Mr. 5 p.m. was in line, he got right to the front of it. And he stretches out his hand, expecting a measly payday. And then the weight of a full denarius hits his hand. And he can't believe it. With that weight in his hands, he feels a weight go right off of his shoulders, right? After all, he's going to be able to take care of that beautiful growing family. What a thing that is. He is overjoyed. He is elated. He is leaving that vineyard with a smile on his face. But as he's about to leave, he can't help but hear a little bit of a commotion going on behind him. And he turns and he sees a guy who he knows got hired right at the start of the day, pointing right at him. And he hears him saying, Are you kidding me? I worked way harder than that guy. This is no fair. And Mr. 5 p.m., he can't contain himself at this point. He can't help it he turns and he says to that guy, you want no fair? I'll tell you what's no fair. You didn't have to experience what I experienced this day, this week, this month. The fear, the anxiety, the dread, not knowing if you were going to be able to take care of your family or not. That's no fair. Your story is better than my story. And so as we arrive at the end of our story today, We've got two guys pointing at each other, saying the same exact thing. They're saying, no fair, that guy's story is better than my story. Two guys looking at the same exact picture and coming to two totally different conclusions, right? But the question is, who is looking at things from the right angle? Well, for us to figure that out, we have to remember once again that we are in a parable of Jesus. And a parable, once again, is a teaching device that Jesus would use, where he'd use earthly examples to make a heavenly point. And for us to understand that heavenly point, we've got to understand those earthly examples and what they represent. And in this case, what they represent, it's pretty obvious, isn't it? That vineyard owner, that would be God himself. And those workers, those are people who have a relationship with him and his son, Jesus. Notice just like those workers all started working at different times of the day. There are people in the church who received Jesus at different points in their lives. I bet you there are plenty of people sitting out there right now listening to me who will receive Jesus right at the start of their lives. Maybe you were baptized as an infant. Maybe your parents took you to Sunday school. They took you to confirmation class. You never knew a moment where you didn't know Jesus. Sometimes, and I'm sure this isn't you, right? But there's a reason Jesus tells this parable. Sometimes people who are lifelong believers, they might look at someone who received Jesus later on in their life and actually say, no fair, no fair. They had it easier than me. They had it better than me. Well, I was serving you, Lord. They got to go out and have all the fun. All the things they could have ever wanted. No fair. Well, I'll ask you this. Did it sound like Mr. 5 p.m. was having a good time? Not at all, right? On the flip side, I've actually heard people who come to Christ later in life. And they will point at lifelong believers and they'll say, Your story, it's better than mine. You didn't have to experience the dread and the anxiety that I did where I didn't know. Jesus, where I didn't know what was going to happen to me when I died. Your story is better than mine. And so once again, as we arrive at the end of our story, we've got two guys pointing at each other saying, no fair, your story is better. Who's right? Who is looking at things from the correct angle? Well, in a certain sense, they're both right, aren't they? The story of salvation is no fair, but it's not no fair to either of them. No, the story of salvation is only no fair to Jesus. Jesus is the only one who didn't deserve to die. And yet he dies in the most horrific way imaginable. That is no fair. And yet he unfairly gave up everything for you who didn't deserve anything so that you could have everything that is no fair and that leads me actually to my very important point for the day it's honestly the point of this entire parable stop worrying about other people's stories and start realizing how picture perfect your story is if you have received jesus so often we're looking around aren't we And we're saying, God, why couldn't I be more like him? Why couldn't I be more like her? Look how blessed he is. Look how blessed she is. Their story, it's better than mine. If you're doing that, stop. Don't be like the workers in our parable today. Don't look at things from their angle. Look at them from the vineyard owner's angle. Look at them from God's angle and realize how unfairly blessed that you are. Because very unfairly, this is going to be a chapter in your story. And this is as picture perfect as it gets. One day you're going to see your Savior face to face. And oh, by the way, no matter when you came to Jesus, there certainly are pros to your beautiful story. If you came to Jesus and were baptized as an infant, if you've known him your whole life, you have been blessed. You knew Jesus your entire life. Your salvation was never in doubt. And you got to serve him your entire life. You got to love as you have been loved. You got to serve as you have been so unfairly served. And if you came to Jesus later in life, you have a beautiful story. You have been blessed. Consider this. You know how good you have it. You have a very clear before and after. You remember what your life was like before you knew Jesus, and you remember some of the emotions that you experienced that lifelong believers might not even be able to imagine. And because of that, maybe, just maybe, you served the Lord with a little more fire than lifelong believers. Just maybe. And I'll say it once again no matter who you are, your story is picture perfect if you have received Jesus, because this is a chapter in it. So as we close out this message this morning, got just a couple final thoughts. How should you respond to all of this? Now, what do you do? Well, if you are a lifelong believer, if you are someone who has already, in fact, received Jesus, I hope you realize how blessed you are. I hope that you are grateful and I hope that you are excited to get to work. What an opportunity you have to serve Jesus in his kingdom. I'll say it once again, to love as you have been loved, to serve as you have been so unfairly served. And if you have not received Jesus yet, may you realize this, not too late to get hired. While you are still breathing, it is not too late to get hired. It is not too late to receive Jesus. I mean, there are some great scriptural examples of this. None better than that thief on the cross who received Jesus in the waning moments of his life. And guess what a chapter in his story was. And guess what God did with the little work that he put in. That little work that the thief put on on the cross as he spoke to Jesus, he's still using that today to bring people into his kingdom. My prayer this week, is that you may respond to Jesus' great love. May you receive everything that he has so unfairly done for you. And may you get to work excitedly serving in his kingdom with a huge smile on your face. May you do this in Jesus' name. Amen. You've been listening to a sermon from St. John's Lutheran Church in Buffalo, Minnesota. If you would like more information about St. John's and any of our ministries to our community and beyond, You can go to our website, www.stjohnsbuffalo.org. Thank you, and God bless you.